udon for uh, furniture uh, retail i guess now what we are trying to do with furnify is that we are enabling all these mom and pop retailers the unorganized retailers we are giving them technology and making them compete against an online store any big online store like an amazon flipkart pepper fry or an urban ladder If you remember Pepper Fries CEO Ambrish Murthy talking, he said, "I am not in the furniture business. I am in the logistics business of moving furniture across the country." Hello, hello. Welcome and welcome to Sudarshan Speaks. I am Sudarshan, in the podcast host. Today I have Mr. Satya Pradeep, who is a co-founder of Furnify. So, Furnify, in a nutshell, is a marketplace for furniture retailers and manufacturers. And I can put it this way too. udon for uh, furniture uh, retail i guess so hi satya welcome to the show thank you sudarshan for that lovely introduction thank you for having me on the show so first of all yeah i gave a small introduction so what do you say what is furnish way yeah so if you have noticed around you sudarshan there are a lot of unbranded furniture stores uh, in every tier 2 tier 3 city that we have grown up in a lot of these stores are unbranded they are the mom and pop uh, brick and mortar stores that are nearby you uh, that you have always grown up buying from right and only in the last 5 to 6 years we have seen brands like wakefit or a pepper fry or an urban ladder come into the picture now what we are trying to do with furnify is that we are enabling all these mom and pop retailers the unorganized retailers we are giving them technology and making them compete against an online store any big online store like an amazon flipkart pepper fry or an urban ladder we are giving them the necessary tools because uh, we are a technology enabler we give them everything to sustain and win this competitive round okay what technology are you providing them right so let me answer this in two ways or uh, let's take a retail store okay the problem that they today have is that they are not able to showcase all the products they have about 1000 to 2000 square feet and uh, let's say they are able retail to only display four to five models physical retail store brick and mortar stores yes okay. i am talking about the offline physical retail stores that is in the area nearby you mm-hmm. right so if you look at these stores they are cramped for space they don't have the 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 primary objective of these stores is to showcase more models in less space so if you enter the store you won't feel like a branded store but they have all the products in all the categories right the challenge for them today is sudarshan you go to them and ask them hey i'm looking for a glass dining table for my house chances are that 90% this product won't be present at the store or at the budget that you asked for now what happens like if you look at online you go into amazon or a flipkart or a pepper fry for that matter you search glass dining tables and there are variety of options that come up yes. mm-hmm. how does an offline store compete against this mm-hmm. today okay. right so when we say we equip them with technology we provide them the entire inventory set so that they are able to serve their customers who come to them mm-hmm. right so sudarshan walks into a store tomorrow uh, the store will have our kiosk or a tv that will have all these models that is not there in the store okay okay mm-hmm. So right so okay. the chances of you getting the product at the store is higher now mm-hmm. because we have partnered with them mm-hmm. okay so you provide them a kiosk uh, that's it or uh, what else you are providing yeah we don't limit ourselves to a kiosk in us kiosks are much easier to access uh, retail stores prefer kiosks india la what works is a tv or a tab 
right whatever works for them we even don't uh, we don't give them the hardware we tell them we make use of the existing resources you have at the store mm. you can either have a tab that you have at home you can bring it i will set it up for you right so what is currently happening in these retail stores is you walk in you ask for a product that's not there they bring paper catalogs mm. they bring in paper catalogs from multiple suppliers uh, then if you ask them this product is there then they have to check with their supplier whether mm. that product is there or not then they'll have to check for the prices if it's been changed over the last few years right so lot of times the retailer is not able to give you a trustworthy option okay. that is where we step in and say we have digitized this for you and we have given it to you in a tab view okay. right and you can use it to sell it to your customer with your profit margins mm, okay i think i saw your website i have misunderstood something I thought that you uh, help these uh, small retailers uh, with the uh, domain, and uh, they can also showcase the product uh, they have, and also. Yes, the... great point. Okay, am I right? Yeah, are great doing... point, Sudarshan. Today, yes, you are right. You are right. So we give them a free website, and we equip them. It's mobile friendly. It's at no cost for them, right? To put up all their products and prices to bring customers in. So what okay. they usually do. they put it up into their google my business on website for free and they add up our free solution on day one right this gives them some extra visibility whenever people are searching on google for them oh this store has a website okay let me have a look right so at no cost we are able to power up their technology yeah i get it uh, you help them with the tech uh, that they can uh, showcase the product they have or uh, the or is a distributor they are connected to and show a large uh, scale of right. products which they have okay and right so the shipment right mm, okay so how much are you charging for that for the tech right so even before uh, we uh, talk about what we are charging for them solution mm-hmm. one thing is to understand the supply chain of the furniture industry okay now there are small manufacturers okay let's say uh, sudarshan runs a store now there are 70 plus categories right recliners one of them sofas are one wardrobes are one uh, cots are one so there are multiple categories and not every supplier does every category right so now you will need to have a mix of multiple suppliers for various categories right and what happens is there are small and mid level manufacturers right and then there are the bigger manufacturers for each category what we are trying to do is helping connect the retailer with a distributor or a direct manufacturer but to showcase the exact stock point and the price that is available to him at that point hmm. at that nodal point can he deliver to sudarshan in 3 days a glass dining pool within a budget of 10 to 12000 rupees hmm. this is something with the without fi a store can easily decide today stores that have a furnify are able to convert more orders that is not there at the store and still make a profit on products that is not available at their store right so for this service we have given say it free of cost for them right our intention for them is to win the online battle right and let them bring in customers to their store first right this kind of builds the trust with the retailers as well on the other side we have to have our own business model our revenue make this run so what we do is like instead of getting it for 100 rupees and selling it for 105 what we do is we get it at 95 rupees from the supplier and give it to the retail for 100 rupees which is exactly what we will get it from the supplier if he doesn't go through us 
right so supplier or manufacturer uh, and the suppliers need to have some marketing effort to reach these retailers so we are that one single middle person and sell telling the retailers hey if you come to me i will showcase 5000 plus skews across 70 plus categories in one place and somebody needs to do that well and somebody needs to provide a trust supplier what are the chances if somebody orders and the product doesn't reach the retail store so we have gone ahead curated the set of suppliers put up all the products catalog them into our app giving them easily for the retailer so to how see. are you solving the logistics in between that's a great question so in furniture logistics is a nightmare sudarshan if you remember pepper fries ceo amrish murthy talking he said i am not in the furniture business i am in the logistics <laughs> business of moving furniture across the country right so uh, furniture usually falls into category c goods which means volume also is big and you need a lot of labor to handle it properly as well so what we have done is since we have run a b2c store already we know what are the logistics that we need to carry what kind of categories right so right now as we speak we are supplying to about 25 plus cities in tamil nadu okay. from chennai right and our truck goes every week as a full truck load so we collect all the orders from the retail stores supply and load it into the truck as a full truck load if it's a half truck load the chances are that the products get damaged right and currently the suppliers are sending it via couriers right and the possibility of damage is very high and uh, so that let's say sudarshan is in madurai he has ordered a glass dining table the store is able to store them the product but still when the product is being dispatched if it's damaged on top how will sudarshan have a good customer experience mm. so we are here to make sure that the logistics and the supply is done well and we take responsibility we are a full stack marketplace meaning we take care of our product delivery with our own delivery system mm. and we don't have our own trucks because that is costly mm. we have something called poku vandi poku vandi means uh, let's say from madurai to chennai a truck has come and it has to come back to madurai okay. so they will charge only half the cost for logistics right okay. so that's a very innovative hack that we use to deliver to the tier 2 tier 3 cities okay so who is your partner there in logistics so we have unorganized logistics has also broken we have okay. worked with blowhorn the likes of uh, uh, link uh, link used to be a great last mile delivery provider for us in chennai okay. right porter is now one one solution that we use for our regular needs and is blowhorn the portal, is doing a good porter job porter is uh, hyper local or uh, are they doing it uh, all over yeah porter is doing it only in intercity right now okay. they are not uh, sorry they are doing only intracity they are not doing intercity okay uh, so we don't use porter for our outstation needs mm. so we have partnered with the trucks uh, that are unorganized but they still work with us on an organized basis regularly mm. right so even the truck drivers and the deliverers right they need to understand how to handle furniture so in the last one one and a half years we have managed to equip them with that information so that they deliver safely to all these stores the reason why we pick up logistics is if we don't do that somebody is going to screw up the product mm. right so you want the customer happiness like uh, if i want to deliver via retail store to sudarshan i need to make sure that i take responsibility of the product and the delivery cool okay uh, in between you mentioned that you were a b2c company before and uh, i knew that yes. you pivoted to a b2b company so what happened why that happened 
So we started off in 2015 as a custom furniture company. Uh, that's the name Furnify, which means you can customize your own furniture. In 2015. Right. Along the way, in 2015. So it's a good eight years now. Uh, along the way, we discovered that we can't ship. We get we got orders from Delhi. We got orders from Rajasthan. The problem was in shipping these products across long supply chains. In 2015, logistics was also broken, and hence our customer experience also took a hit. So we decided let's pivot to something what we can do well within Tamil Nadu. And what is the scope of online furniture in 2015 in Chennai, right? So in Madurai, furniture buying was an experience for the family. Uh, nobody bought furniture online in 2015, right? So we thought like let's do it in Chennai alone. Whatever products are in Chennai, we'll enable for discovery for consumers. It's a hyper local B2C furniture store that we had. And we have uh, bootstrapped it along to a million dollars. So, it's the time between uh, 2014 to 2017 and 17. Everyone tried hyper-local in every category they can. <laughs> <laughs> that is very good observation, Sudarshan. Uh, what we did, we started a little bit late. We tried this Furnify model for two years uh, until 2016. And then we realized we were not getting the mass orders and everything. So, we pivoted to a B2C model. Um, and we also tried in between, uh, we tried for six months something called online to offline furniture, meaning you discover the product and then go buy it at the offline showroom. And that kind of has helped us right now with what we are doing. So they always say whatever you do is doesn't go to waste. So that six months is also playing a journey where we are now. So from B2C where we were running, we realized uh, about 95% per of furniture is still being bought in offline stores as we speak right so there is a huge this is a huge category where offline trumps over online right even though you have these online players coming up today and they take a penetration of up to 10 to 15 percentage still 85 percentage of india is buying furniture offline so we want to be where the offline furniture market exists and we can compete against any Do of you have any particular players. number for that like uh, what about in urban areas how is the like online and offline share um, like how many people right so in let's take uh, a, a metro city like chennai or bangalore right so the discovery process happens online about 80 percentage now mm. people who have their mobile phones are looking at uh, mobile when they want to buy furniture for the first time it's an unbranded fragmented category meaning you don't know what the cost of a cart is going to be before you look at so in order to get a gauge and good idea of the prices People resort to looking for products online and still then they go buy it at offline stores primarily if they don't know the brand, right? So there are good brands like Urban Ladder. We are a huge fan of Urban Ladder brand, right? So we know that they gave customer obsession over anything else. So they have the, had the best products, right? And uh, it's very rare for us to acknowledge peers in the industry, but you have to give credit where it's due. We are fans of Urban Ladder for the simple reason that they put the customer over anybody else, right? So if you don't know a particular brand, how are you comfortable paying more than 20, 25,000 online, right? Mm -hmm. So that begets the question of people moving from the online search into an offline store nearby, right? So that is where about 60% of purchases are still happening in tier one cities, mm -hmm. right? So tier two cities is still driven primarily by the offline stores. 
right so people get an idea of what is online they take their models to the offline store and tell them this is how i want it can you make it for me okay. right so that's the trend that's happening even now especially. okay in uh, like tier 2 and tier 3 uh, places they don't even discover online they just go there and uh, like how it works they ask the like carpenter to make one or uh, how it works there yes are they yes. by so one? depends on the age group sudarshan let's say sudarshan is present in madurai you have access to internet you have access to mobile phones you are educated so you start discovering products online so if you are the first son in your family you are and the family is hunting for furniture you tell them daddy don't spend too much on this product i have already got a product that looks like this at 13000 so not more than 13000 is the you set a limit kind of thing when you are online search behavior mm. right so tier 2 people uh, when i'm talking about first time furniture buyers i'm talking about the ages about 27 and above people have started searching for furniture online but the majority of furniture purchases are happening via offline stores in tier 1 the trend is completely opposite like if there is a 27 to 32 year old in chennai uh, chances are that he will want uh, uh, he is living in a city where uh, luxury is the need right like he wants it ordered he wants the product delivered at his home convenience is don't they expect the this touch and hour. feel uh, in buying a yes. furniture which is a high ticket product like right. kind of 20k plus minimum so that's exactly you nailed it spot on sudarshan this is a category that requires a lot of touch and feel right so and even in online cha- online stores the challenge is that what you see is not what you get most of the times images are 3d modeled they are not the actual uh, product uh, they are not showing the actual product of how it's going to look right because it doesn't look very appealing online stores resort to putting up 3d models to make it look appealing but when you get it it's not and they have strict return policies in furniture you can't just return it if the product is you don't feel happy with the product uh, then you have to find a fault in the product then you have to say this is not what you showed and things like that which makes very hassle prone customer deliveries right so i have handled a lot of such issues where what we showed is not what we delivered to the mm-hmm. customer right so we decided very early on that we take actual photos of the product okay, we like don't this. deal with 3d models right mm-hmm. so we take actual photos of the product and help customers discover right so the journey from b2c to b2b is fascinating uh, and it started off with a small need within the team sudarshan uh, we had a nit intern work with us and he built a small product for our sales team okay. whenever sudarshan wants a product and he looks at furniture magic he is going to ask for two things photos and price right so we built a system where sudarshan can get these things in 30 seconds so if you come with a product inquiry our challenge was in 30 seconds we needed to show the product to you with the pricing right so the nit intern built this resource this product for us which we thought why don't we build it into a marketplace because this is a need for all these retailers not just us right so that is the journey of how we have moved from b2c into b2b sudarshan cool great story okay after the pivot what's a gmv right so it's an important question we have done uh, more than 2 crores in our b2b business alone mm-hmm. right with our uh, b2c i told you we hit the 1 uh, million uh, revenue mm-hmm. uh, we hit the 7 crores 7 and 1/2 crores uh, revenue mm-hmm. uh, with b2b we have always struggled because the starting uh, is the most challenging part right mm-hmm. so how do you get orders how do you 
uh, it will be a chicken and egg problem yeah, for yeah. a marketplace, right? Yeah. When you go to the retailer, they will say, how can I trust you to deliver? You deliver the product and then I will pay you, yeah. right? When it comes to the manufacturer, he'll say, you pay me uh, because we are working with new manufacturers, right? They will pay, they will say, you pay me because it is the first time we are making business, right? So we have to build that trust uh, between them. We took some time because, uh, we, because we were already doing the B2C marketplace. Uh, we were able to pull it off a little bit easy. Having said that, people talked about us in the market. Chennai suppliers know that we have done good business with them. So the word of mouth trust spreads around the market with the suppliers. So we were able to crack that side of the market. Okay. The retailer side, we had to send our teams. We had to send our sales team to build that trust and build that order book. Okay. okay. So what about your team? How many people you have now? So we have split our team into tech and operations, okay. right? And uh, technology is equally important because uh, we needed to build an app which has about 5,000 products. Uh, we need to have good-looking UI that understands it, uh, customers with UX, good UX, right? And our uh, customers are about 45 plus, right? So they need to have big buttons. Uh, they need to see the products bigger. The price is bigger, no room for fine prints and all, right? So we understood what they wanted and we took a few cues from other successful marketplaces like Moglix and a few others and then we incorporated our tech team, um, our product, our tech product. Our tech team took a lot of hassle to do that. Our tech team is seven in number and our operations team is about seven in number. So with our scaling up, we will slowly increase our operations. Ideally, the ratio that we wanted to be is a Two is to one. Two for operations, one for, for technical. Yeah. That is the ratio that we want to keep it at. So how much you yes. uh, spend yes. on onboarding a retailer now? Right. So the customer acquisition cost, as you would call it, uh, this is the cost involving the cost of the salesperson on ground mm. and the marketing collateral. Unlike a B2C, we don't have to splurge money. If you look at... Uh, a comparatively a b2c furniture store they are spending about 8000 to 9000 rupees to acquire a customer mm. and uh, how can you make back that money is only with the lifetime value of that customer you have to make sudarshan not only buy the dining table you have to then make him buy a sofa you have to make him buy a dining table you have to appeal to the customer to increase his lifetime value unlike a b2c marketplace the biggest advantage of a b2b marketplace is that the cash burn is very low. Once you send even a 2,000 rupees product safely to a retailer, you have already built a trust with him, mm. right? So our cost of customer acquisition is very low. It is only the cost of the feet on street and the marketing collateral. We mm. have our feet on street print catalogs and mm. send it to them. Uh, we have our uh, expenses for the feet on street, uh, TADA allowances and everything. If you look at it, one single TA, uh, uh, one single uh, feet on street, can onboard easily 30 stores per month, one per day, okay. you can onboard 30 uh, per month. So our customer acquisition costs are very low. Mm -hmm. uh, you can even quote it below 500 rupees per store. Okay, That's it. Okay, cool. Right. Yeah. So, so what's your plan for next six months? Right. So the next six months is that we have for the last one year and three months, we have figured out what it takes to build a successful B2B marketplace with a gross margin of 15% month on month. Uh, why 15% is very crucial is none of the B2B marketplaces uh, early on, like industry buying, they aren't making huge margins. The gross margins are low. 
so for a successful marketplace you need to have 15 to 20 percentage gross margins month on month to have a ebitda 6 to 7 percentage kind of a business when i say ebitda the net margin should be around 6 to 7 percentage if you have if you are putting 1 lakh at least you need to take 7000 back and not have a negative cash flow right yeah. so our contribution margins uh, we have worked out in the last 15 months that if we do a b and c if we build logistics with our own network if we have our own warehouse and if we do this kind of sourcing we can build a 15 percentage margin business yeah. and that's where our looking for funds also come into picture we have bootstrapped for 8 years and now we know this business can be scaled up with raising funds okay okay yeah so how furniture sorry furniture will be in next five years our next five years where we want is every retail store to have our virtual inventory uh, with them and convert more sales right so other side of uh, uh, retailers going into a franchisee mode is with pepper fry right so we don't want to go the franchise route for now we believe that every retailer is catering to a particular segment of customers and we have all the products cataloged with us catering to all these customers how easily can the retail store showcase these products to sudarshan when sudarshan needs them is what we are helping with and we hope that we can do four states in the next 3 years mm-hmm. and we hopefully should be present in india by 5 years right so that's the vision for the company to be a vertical standing marketplace in india at least in 10 states cool okay so right. yeah great man so one book you suggest to the audience So there are two books that I want to recommend. One is uh, Lean Startup by Eric Ries. It is one of the most recommended startups uh, books that uh, people uh, talk about. When I read it, I still made those mistakes. People uh, think that entrepreneurs don't. It's about not making mistakes. But only when you go into the field, you will know what are the challenges. And we are prone to making mistakes. And the, this book, the Lean Startup book, always tells you upfront to your face. these are the problems that you might face these are the issues that will come and we still sometimes end up making right so this startup book is i will definitely recommend for somebody who is starting up and the other book i want to recommend is uh, a book called let's uh, let's make money right okay. by monica helen okay, right so okay. yeah yeah so i'll just uh, send out the link to you sure, as sure. well uh let's talk money right so this is a book a lot of people uh, make money but in simple english it tells you how to preserve that money and how to put it up into multiple buckets right so investment bucket a savings bucket and a, a expenditure bucket uh, this was one of the most simple reads that anybody could understand any tom dick and harry who knows english can read this book and understand it i like people who simplify things uh right and monica helen has done a great job so i would recommend this book let's talk money to anybody who is making money <laughs> and is looking forward to uh, a good uh, career okay then i'll read it by after a year <laughs> sure sudarshan i'm sure you'll love it right okay the second question one entrepreneur you admire or aspire to uh i used to be a fan of jack ma uh, uh, uh jack ma is one know? of the uh, <laughs> I think the Chinese government has taken him out somewhere into hiding. Uh but I like Jack Ma's resilience, right? Mm-hmm. So 
he is somebody who tells you his failure up front he says there were 32 people who applied to kfc and i was the only one who didn't get up get selected and a lot of times we entrepreneurs goes through identity crisis whether uh, when we are going through tough problems we we think should we have done this should we have pursued this right so uh, a lot of people talk outside about entrepreneurs hey he is making money he is doing this of course money is just one aspect to it but when you are deep down you know uh, sometimes when things aren't going great you need to cheer up and uh, look up to yourself right so jack ma is one entrepreneur i've admired uh, and i've liked his video when he took it to alibaba ipo and he says appointment my sister right so somebody did not grant him an appointment uh, one day and he remembers and shows his the grudge to him on his ipo day right so i used to like jack ma but i think uh, gradually i've started liking myself <laughs> through all the ups and downs so i look up to myself and see if i am in a good state of mind in a good health of mind to run the company right so yeah that's it from my end solution okay so yeah one quick advice you will tell your 20 year old self i would say be like sudarshan right so when i was 20 years old i don't know i what i was doing i was in college playing counter strike doing uh, once i got placed i was like casually going to college like the king right so nobody used to ask us once you got placed nobody used to tell you anything i think those were the three critical years you needed to invest in yourself talk to people and uh, know the real world right so i would say sudarshan i would tell people to look at you and uh, you are an inspiration to all of us as well i was telling you uh, how i feel i, don't I know can do a podcast or uh, like uh, say thank you to you but no sudarshan you are doing a commendable job you any task that you pick and do consistently will take you places so mm-hmm. you're doing that kudos to you on that and and advice to any 20 year old self or to my 20 year old self i would have told me upskill yourself this is the right age to upskill mm-hmm. and uh, meet people talk to people you will learn a lot in life cool okay thanks thank you for the time uh, satya uh, thank you sudarshan you. thank you for having me it's a it's a great pleasure to be with you and share my thoughts with you thank you